Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another Behind the Group podcast. I am DJ Keo. And I am Basil Barrington. And we are back with Loki Season 2, Episode number 3, 1893, 8.5 IMDb. It was an 8.3 last night. It's an 8.5 IMDb. It's giving us, yep, an 8.5. Not even a thousand reviews. What do you think about this episode? I, I liked it, but like it's clearly setting up stuff, like yeah. it's setting up mm-hmm. something in the future. But you, so you know, you it's enjoyable, like it's nice, like it's not boring because there's a lot of hints and subtle stuff about what's going on in the TVA in the future and the past. So I like that aspect of it. Mm-hmm. But it was it was a setup show, like it, it wasn't nothing <clears throat> exciting. Like game changer happened yet, at least that we know of. But we're gonna come back to this show after the next two, three shows, they'd be like, oh, okay, this, this is what set up this, and we yeah. missed this part or whatever. But, like, mm-hmm. it's a setup show. It is. It is. I, I kind of get this um, episode. I also love mm-hmm. the set design. The pe- it was, I call it, it was a awesome. period... I call it a period episode because it's almost like, you know, if you watch period dramas, yeah. it's all mm-hmm. it's all clothing, you know, costumes, everything else. And I was like, mm-hmm. man, this is... um." Did it look like? I mean, this this wasn't a set that was built. You think so, or was it CGI? I I think it's a lot of CGI. Like they don't mm-hmm. <laughs> Disney doesn't spend money. They, they use the volume for everything. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I think there's a high probability that was CGI, <clears throat> and they just add the stuff in later. Man, it but it, great. It, it looked good. Yeah, it I I like really how they do the show. Like the visually, the the aesthetic and the style of the show is crazy to me. Uh, it's mm-hmm. one of my favorite things about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. um, I was saying before that mm-hmm. um, Sylvie is quite, she's not quantized yet, but mm-hmm. I'm, I'm really liking Sylvie. And we now know that Jonathan Majors, like you called it, is back. Yeah. <laughs> and I have to say it's this good. about Jonathan Majors, like what he did mm-hmm. uh, in this episode, man, he, he's really good, isn't he? Yeah, he's acting his butt off. And I, yeah. I was on Twitter last night, and I was mm-hmm. reading all the comments, and they people were like, yo, Jonathan Bates is back. I was like, ah, yes, maybe. <laughs> he should be good. Right. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> I think they had all but, this stuff already in the bag. It was already recorded. Yeah, they filmed they were this. Editing, this was you know? supposed to come out last year. Yeah. This, this was supposed to come out last year, and they pushed it back until this year. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, yeah. It, it, I, I liked it. I like him. I think he's a good actor. And so, like, he, I, I like shows like this where the actors can do their thing. Yeah, but it is, it's mm-hmm. like that where, you know, you get to do your period piece. You have to have fun with the acting and do mm-hmm. different voices and just do stuff. Yeah. And uh, Miss Minutes is kind of a psycho, man. <laughs> what she the hell? Dude. I mean, so, you know, what I got from this episode was, um, I mean, it's a setup episode, but... Mm-hmm. Do you think that his name was um, Victor Timely? Is basically he who remains, right? Yeah, yeah. He's a mm-hmm. variation of right. him. like, mm-hmm. yeah. Renslayer is like that's the variation. They like, f this guy. <laughs> we don't yeah. need him. Mm-hmm. But yeah, <laughs> so like, yeah, it is. It is him mm-hmm. uh, from the past. Like, I'm, I'm kind of curious what his official birth date is. Is it the past? Is it always 18 or whatever? Mm-hmm. Is that yeah. is that his starting point in time, or is he like in the future or whatever? Like, I don't know. It, yeah. It's kind of interesting. Uh, one thing that happened there in the show, he's talking about he has these creations, but the technology isn't there yet for him to finish them. Right. Which I thought I thought was very fascinating because you can think about like where you are in time, 
And, you know, we don't have flying cars, but, like, what could people be doing if they had flying cars already? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, that little <laughs> that little thing that you need to get to where you are, like, if it's not there yet, can you can you innovate out of that? Or does that is that push the innovation for you that you don't have the stuff you need yet? Yeah. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I like the science aspect of it. I think it's all interesting and kind of cool, so... He's yeah. kind of um back then in 1883, 93, he's kind of a scammer, isn't he? He's he's selling yeah, yeah. his stuff, you know, <laughs> he's a, a huckster almost. He's just like, hey, this he's works, okay. it doesn't, you know, and it's just like I think all of that comes together to make him who he is mm-hmm. or who he will be, he who remains. I can't quite get that out of my mouth all the time. But um just say King. Yeah, he's King, right? King, huh? Yeah. <clears throat> so I'm just like, okay, so he's got the hair, he's like kind of mm-hmm. almost bumbling, but sort of brilliant in a way. Um Yeah, yeah. You know, well, I, I think it's kind of interesting. Scientists and stuff like that back then would it be like that. Like that's how they would be. Mm-hmm. Like because you know, they're to be a scientist in that day and age, you're an outcast because people can't look at numbers like you. Right. So, like, you you would be kind of weird. You know, old school nerds, that's what you would be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you just can't help it, especially because there's so few of them back in that time. Right. Like, people were creatives, inventors. Right. So, so you know, yeah. the other thing that's interesting is I think that it felt like that he mm-hmm. actually knew that something was going to happen to the TVA and he had to go in and sort of rescue it. So he basically, him and Miss Minutes put a plot together. Listen, you're going to give the TVA guideline to myself in Mm -hmm. 1893, and then, you know, Loki, Renslayer, you know, Mobius, they're all going to come together and bring me back to the TVA to save it. Did did you feel that? Yeah, yeah. Well, because that's the cool part about it is he can tell what happened in the past and the future. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm assuming that happened to him and he's like a loop now because mm-hmm. he got the book that he's not supposed to know about that he invented that pushes him forward in the future. So right. like, it's like a loop. Mm-hmm. You can't, it's like a circular loop. You can't get out of it. But mm-hmm. it, it's very interesting that he prepared himself for it by getting that book, which I'm, I'm kind of curious what's in the book. Because what is it? Just a guideline for what the TVA is? Like it just explains time travel? You know, first of all, Obi, um, his picture mm-hmm. was in the book, right? He yeah, created he the, the guideline, right? Uh huh. So mm-hmm. he's reading the book and he's like, wait a minute, this is the writer. This is the guy who created this book. I need to meet him. And then, you know, when Loki and Mobius and everyone mm-hmm. else is like, well, he's in a TVA. Let's go through this time door and check it out, right? So mm-hmm. um, it's also interesting that the Renslayer is back, Google's back. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I-, I had no idea. She was like, you know, maybe. Five two five three. She's like tiny. She's she's super tiny, tiny, dude. I'm just like wow. She's I didn't know she was that. You know what's going on? She's a midget. (laughs) Yeah. Um. Yeah. Miss Minute is. Um. You think that psycho man? So is Miss Minute? Is it possible that Miss Minute is controlling the whole joint? Almost like you know Demazel and like Foundation. I mean, that's possible because mm-hmm. like, he invented her mm-hmm. or it. He invented it mm-hmm. to do stuff for him, do tasks for him. Yeah. And he kind of set it up to be autonomous so it runs on its own. So, I mean, that's possible. Mm-hmm. She, she, As powerful as she is and the information she has, she can kind of controls people if they give them the right information. You know, tell them the right things to set them in motion. 
Right. You could you could do a lot of stuff with that. You could do a lot of damage with that. Yeah. So she's, I mean that's possible for sure. She, she's also pissed off that um <clears throat> she doesn't have a body. She's not a human. Yeah, like yo, you she know, looks like a robot. <laughs> because you know, she was like, Hey, if I had a body, you know, I could be your girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> she said i can be you know we can we could be lovers you know and it's just like oh okay she put her face on a mannequin i was like oh my goodness this is crazy i would not do that yeah <laughs> just like what is going on here so um <laughs> sylvie just does not like the Renslayer. what's going on with those two they got history i think she was tracking sylvie down for how many decades or centuries, centuries yeah, exactly you know yeah, yeah. she's been mm-hmm. checking her for a long time. Like she's number one nemesis. Mm-hmm. I think that's clear as day. They hate each other, and they probably have gone through battles and stuff like that back in the mm-hmm. day. So, yeah, I, I I think that's clear. That's that's a clear beef right there. Yeah, and you know, Sylvie hates uh, he who remains Kang. So I mean, because of what he's gonna do in the future, uh, all that makes sense. I mean, it's pretty. Because the thing is though, like the storyline is fairly straightforward. But I think it's done well that it's interesting and you kind of care. You you want to see what's going to happen. Yeah. And that's mm-hmm. that's the testament to a good show is that you care and you want to see what's going to happen next. Because mm-hmm. there's a lot of shows I watch. I don't care what happens. So just, just get it over with so you can yeah. review it. Uh, three ep- three episodes in. What do you think about the writing? Writing's good. Like guess what I'm saying. Like it's interesting, and you want to see more. Like if this was on Netflix, and they had all six episodes out. I would have binged it already. Like I, I wouldn't be like, oh, I got stuff to do. I got, I got to do whatever. I, I would have watched it through already, and that's that's a testament to a good show. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's you got something there when after every mm-hmm. episode's out, it's like, what's the next one? You were mm-hmm. hurry waiting for the next one. I'm waiting for. Got to wait a whole one. week for mm-hmm. the next one. Uh, the reason why I ask you is because so we've watched a lot of Disney shows. Uh, again, you mm-hmm. know, <laughs> Boba Fett, your favorite hot trash, right? Piles of trash. Ahsoka, Piles the whole nine. And we kind of agree that, you know, um, Andor and Loki, you know, that writing mm-hmm. is really good. I mean, how can Disney, like, just miss the mark on so many shows, but just get, like, these two shows really right? I mean, again, we're talking about shows we watch, right? And yeah. I mean, they kind of totally missed the mark on Ahsoka. They missed the mark on Kenobi. That, that could have been dope. Um, Boba Fett, you know, Mandalorian yeah. was cool, but was Mandalorian cool because we were in a lockdown? Come on, really? I, I think that's a factor. Honest, yeah. To be mm-hmm. honest, I think that was a factor. Yeah. And and I think the first season was really, really good because nobody knew what was going on mm-hmm. with Grogu and all this other stuff. So I was like, oh, okay, where's this going? And they started telling us where it's going. We're like, eh, I don't really like this anymore. So I, I think that with Disney itself, it's about the showrunners and the mm. lack of a plan, if you will. Because <laughs> yeah. it, it seems like a lot of these shows, they're just doing stuff to do it rather than the guy like, oh, this is the focus. This is where we're going to get to. We have 18 episode plan for the next three seasons, like whatever. It doesn't seem like they have that at all. It yeah. just seems like they're winging it and just throwing stuff against the wall to fill time. And Disney needs to get away from... We need a bunch of shows so that people keep the the subscriber count up and just get down to making quality shows. <clears throat> That's such a cop out. HBO's doing that. Yeah. HBO P- Peacock or uh was it uh Universal? Paramount Plus is doing Paramount. it. Apple Paramount. TV is doing it. Come on. 
Para, uh, Apple TV's doing it. They're making good shows. Yeah. That I, uh, there's a lot of good shows on all of these platforms that I want to see the end of. Yeah. Whereas Disney's just throwing out content, which is tr- trash. That's why yeah. people mm-hmm. like Loki because Loki seems like a show where they got a plan. They're yeah. Something. Yeah. You know, when I go mm-hmm. onto the Disney uh, Plus app, I mean, the first mm-hmm. thing they show us, I mean, is like just a bunch of kitty animated stuff. I'm like, I get it. It's Disney, right? You know, mm-hmm. you know, we know Disney from when we were younger. You know, it's just like ABC, yeah, all this yeah. stuff, right? You know, but it's just like, yeah. I don't, I don't get this. Sometimes I don't get Disney Plus. Like you said, it's just like sometimes they're just putting stuff out just because they think they have to and it's not really good. Mm-hmm. And the stuff that's really good they don't yeah. do a great job at marketing that. They didn't do a great job yeah. at marketing Andor. You know, they're not doing a great job at um, marketing well, Loki. You know, dead though. So, I mean, uh, what, uh, there's a um, Star Wars. Star Wars yeah. is dead. Mm-hmm. Let's be real. Yeah, <laughs> nobody's excited <clears throat> about watching Star Wars. If Andor came out like ten years ago, they would be one of the biggest shows on TV. People be talking about it water cooler. Yeah, yeah. Because so, they <laughs> ran Star Wars into the ground. It's kind of like a man. Yeah, look, it's all right. Yeah, it, it kind of feels like Star Wars. Mm-hmm. But had it come out a bunch of years ago, with before the brand was ruined, these terrible movies, I think that people would have a different feeling for it. And and it's the same thing with Marvel. Like Marvel's brand is ruined. Nobody's excited about these movies coming up. And you know the the hallmark for what Marvel used to be was. All these things are interconnected, and you need to watch this show because it's going to be about this movie, and you're going to do this thing. At this point now, I could care less. And I've seen every Marvel movie. I've seen all of them, and I would say good 95% of them in the theater multiple times. Mm-hmm. And I could care less about watching the next movie, was the Marvels, whatever it is. I don't care about that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm never going to watch <laughs> it. I, don't, I could care less. You and know, there's a failure on their part. Yeah, you know, they're not connected anymore. It doesn't feel like it. You know, I've never, um, I've never been into like the MCU, Marvel, anything like that. You know, I watched Mm. some stuff, but it all just seemed like it was the same thing, but just a different character. Now, let me ask you this: Mm. because I'm not an MCU person, the TVA Mm. is that something that runs throughout the MCU? Like, you know, you you can see it with no. Okay, so this the T the TVA the TVA is completely new, right? Yeah. Well, no, it's a it's in the Marvel comic books. But like it's not as far as the the movies that came out the thirty six movies or whatever it is mm-hmm. it's not part of that. Okay, you don't even know it exists. <clears throat> okay, so they are so because of that it seems like right, and I didn't re- read the comic mm-hmm. books, but it seems like they're doing a really good job introducing this new thing as a live action, the TVA. I mean, would you give yeah. them credit for doing that? I- yeah, I think so. Yeah, let's mm-hmm. say like if you if you take Loki out from all the other Marvel shows, mm-hmm. these shows don't look like they go together. <laughs> they don't feel like it. They might have a character that goes from one show to another. But they show, own but, like, everything. General, How can they? But they I know own that. It. <laughs> but see, the thing is, though, if you when you watch the original movies, right, mm-hmm. the the Iron Man, Captain America, all of these things felt like they're in one universe. Yeah. Whereas the Marvel shows today, the all the stuff we've seen doesn't feel like it's in the same universe. They don't even they don't even overlap with each other. It it doesn't feel right. They're not connected. Like mm. Loki was on Asgard, like he, he's part of Thor's stuff and he's on Earth. He's doing things 
with all the with Captain America and Iron Man, like you can see him. Yeah. And he, he feels part of this universe. Mm-hmm. All the new stuff does not feel connected. And that's why I think people have this, is apathy the right word? Like, it's just, it's just a boring, like, I don't, people just don't care. Like, this though, it, it feels like, meh. That I, the perfect word for it is meh. Yeah. People do not feel connected to it. They're not interested in it. And, and Loki's the one because okay you have the falcon and winter soldier and then you have the other stuff like they're they're part of the all the marvel universe too but loki feels more compelling and interesting because it's not cookie cutter Mm -hmm. and it's not straightforward thing that we've been getting recently from disney yeah disney has dropped the ball on writing and directing stuff it's trash they're they're trying everything they're doing they're trying to sell pieces of you know who they are you know the other thing about loki is you know, it's um, it's episodic. Um, they mm. give you these short seasons. The writing is really good. Season one was dope. Thus far, season two is really great. Three episodes in, the, mm. the writing is great. It's shot mm. well. CGI is excellent. It, it seems like, I mean, you know, I know they use this sort of technology to create this awesome CGI, but it seems like the CGI in Loki is just better than the other CGI in the other shows, even though well, they're using the same technology. Here's the thing, though. It's all the same companies, right? right? Mm-hmm. But the thing that makes the CGI good is that the director's good, and they just set up a good <laughs> good system for what they're trying to do. So you know what I'm saying? Like, if the director's trash and he gives you, here's a, here's a garbage can, mm-hmm. I need to turn that into a robot for me. You're yeah. like, what the fuck? What is supposed to do with this? Right, right, like that, right. <laughs> that's what these directors are giving these guys from Disney. This is what they're giving the the tech houses and the and the CGI out. Like that's all they're giving them is, I I got a box here. Turn that into a monster. Go. You right. Got two weeks. Like that's what they're giving them. That's if a you good set point. Set this thing up, and you're like, okay, I just I want a little mist here. Let's fix the mirror here in the background. But mm-hmm. this is the overall vision of what I'm doing, and it's going to lead to this thing. They could do a better job with the CGI. Like mm-hmm. everybody has, this, it's the same companies. Everyone's using the same companies, right? But why is it Zack Snyder's CGI looks better than someone else's? Like it's, it's the same companies. They're all mm-hmm. using the same people. And like Lord of the Rings looks better twenty five years ago versus what's going on today. That don't make any sense. Yeah, mm-hmm. that literally makes no sense. Right. But here we mm-hmm. are. It's, it's almost like, the, the like director's um, a factor. That's so true. It's almost like. You know, they did Mandalorian, and then they had Mm. these, let's call them templates, right? And then when Boba Fett came along, they were like, oh, let's use that template, right? And then, you know, when, right, and then when you look at Andor and Loki, it's almost like they created new templates. They were like, no, 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 we're going to create our own world, right? Mm-hmm. Loki, yeah. and again, I, I'm not into MCU. I, I, I haven't watched a lot of stuff, but Loki just looks new. The world looks new. You know, yeah. everything about it looks new. The writing feels new. It's, it's mm-hmm. There's some cohesion with the show that I don't feel yeah. and see in these other shows. Because there is no cohesion over there. <laughs> That's a factor. This is the, you, yo. got, you got bum directors and the guys that just pull out of the wall. Like, hey, come here, make an MC movie. Right. Like, let's go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, hey, that's what it is. Like, it, it, it just, there's, you can do amazing stuff if you have a plan. And a lot of these guys don't have a plan. They're just like, what does the office tell me? These guys say, make a show about this. All right, let's go. You know, a perfect example of this is Daredevil. 
Daredevil was on Netflix, and the directors and the writers, they're they've been in the game for a bunch of years, mm-hmm. and they they put together a solid show. Without question, one of the best sci uh you know, science fiction comic book shows mm-hmm. that's ever been on TV. <clears throat> bar bar none. Wow. The action was insane. The fighting is insane. Have you have you watched it? Have you seen it yet? A little bit, not all of it. Okay, okay. There, mm-hmm. there's a, there's an episode in Daredevil season one when he's in a hallway, and when I say this was fire, <laughs> this was fire, mm-hmm. and you know that that goes to good directing, good CGI, good acting. Everybody was on their A game for this show because it wasn't part of this other thing, so they had to make it good. Yeah, because it wasn't part of Marvel at the time. They just had the rights to like three, four characters and like, all right, go for it. So wow. they, they made an amazing show. And I think it's, it's limitations because, you know, you have the at this point with Marvel, you have everything in, at your disposal. You can do whatever you want. You have all the characters. You can do, basically do whatever you want. Yeah. And it's too much. They need help. Yeah. They need guidance. That's what, that's what it is. Yeah. Okay. So season two, Loki, episode number three. 1893 what are you going to rate this episode i give it an eight it's a it's a good setup for the future like it's, it's very interesting you know it really depends on what they do in the next three shows but i'm i'm invested i want to see where this goes that's all I, that's how i feel about it what yeah. about you when i first started watching it i was like oh they they're in chicago you know 1868 i was like oh this is a period episode mm-hmm. um saw renslayer that you know that pulled me in a little bit. I still wasn't sure about the show, the episode, but then after the first 10 minutes, things, it just, it slowly pulled me in. So I'm going to give it an Mm 8.5. This was a really good episode. It looked beautiful. Forget about it. It was awesome. I mean, the, 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 I mean, it just looks really awesome. This, like I said, Loki, the writing is dope. They're doing a great job with this show, man. Keo's giving mm-hmm. us an 8. I'm giving us an 8.5. Loki, go check it out. It's on Disney+. Plus. Forget all the other MCU stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, <Yes>. there you <laughs> have it. Thanks for checking out another episode of the Behind the Groove podcast. I am Basil Barrington. <clears throat> I am DJ Keo. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. And until next time, peace. All right.